Dungeoneers. Welcome to Applied Dungeoneering, the D&D 5e actual play podcast that stabs first and asks clarifying questions later. I'm Josh, the Dungeon Master, and I'm joined as always by my friends and co-hosts. We have Daniel here. His time in comedy jail has taught him how to make an effective shiv out of his rejected jokes. Yeah, I tried all sorts of things, but um, this is crazy. I can't believe you can't stab someone with butter. Wow, that was the best you could come up with? Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> all right, well, here's a squirrel Sauron. Hey, it's me. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in your abdomen. <laughs> well, Janelle's here, too, and she's thoughtful and still asks questions earlier than most people but all the while she's still stabbing a bitch while she does it i mean you keep the people who have the answers unstabbed but if they have other people who are not helpful and have no answers and are likely to cause problems you make a point with them and you you'd be surprised how much faster you get your answers I was surprised. And so yeah. that's a really good joke because you said they, they you make a point yeah. with, with the knife. Yeah. <laughs> <Ba-dum>. <laughs> well, with that out of the way, Nate's here. And he's violence incarnate. Listen, sometimes you gotta get rough in order to get the good information. And I don't really like the sight of blood, so I just like to torture them mentally till they, you know, go into an limp state. Regress back a few years in mental capabilities. Ah, so that's what you're trying to do when you talk about computers. (laughs) I like to put computers. 30 minutes later and my mind's just turned to goo. Computer go into computer slot and make computer go brrrr. (laughs) That's what mine does. Well, Joel's here too. And honestly, I'm a little more scared of him than I am of Nate, because if he ever got a hold of anything sharp. Yeah. What do you think I would do with it, Josh? I, I'm too scared to think about it. Hey, you're too scared to think about it, aren't you? Yeah, just a little bit. Mm. I don't know. I can't tell if I'm too scared or it's because I listened to Nate talk about computers for 30 minutes before this. Yeah. Well, you don't have to worry because uh, I don't uh, I don't have anything sharp. So. OK, well, that's or good. Do I? Don't don't play with me like that, yeah. Joel. I can't do this. I'm sorry. Okay, well, if Joel's gone, I'll I'll move on before he comes back. Well, finally, uh, we have AJ. Uh, he's known in comedy jail for his cunning wit and sharp words. At least yeah. that's what that's what we tell him. Like acute, pointed, sharpened, stinging, intense, bright, shrewd. Yep, and this is why you belong in comedy jail. Because I'm so punny. I'm not even going to answer that. (laughs) Punny. So everyone gets to go to comedy jail or real jail. That's what I've learned from (laughs) this intro. (laughs) There are two options. (laughs) Yes, I apologize, poor listener. The police are at our doors right now. They're coming to take us away. Not before we finish this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, before they take us away, um, I was curious, how are you guys all doing this week? Besides being in comedy jail. Besides being in comedy jail? Um, pretty good. 
I mean, being in comedy jail was a lot of the week, but but besides that, I'm pretty good. Yeah, do pretty good, pretty good. I got I got a parole for for good behavior. It was pretty good. I got out on Wednesday, made a made a pun at the local grocery store, and then I got back in on Thursday. So you know. yeah, I was actually gonna <laughs> ask AJ. So good behavior in comedy jail is that making more jokes or is that not telling any jokes? Well, see, I I was trying to tell a joke, but it didn't. They didn't. They didn't hear. I. They must have not heard it right. So they just thought I didn't, and so they let me go. But I think it's just they didn't hear me right, and so I said it again at the grocery store, and then they definitely heard it right, and I, I got back. I gotcha. I gotcha. It's just it's it's too powerful for the average person, and so it's 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 honestly to protect them. Yeah, you should stay in there. <laughs> <laughs> The comedy is strong with this one. I was going to say, it's another, it's another late night recording for us. This is comedy gold. You know what? This is so golden that it uh, reminded me of what we were here to do tonight. I have no better transition. You guys ready to play D&D? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Josh, I'm ready to get dirty. Oh, you really Woo. are sticking with that one, are we? <laughs> I am sticking with that one. There we go. One. See? You guys can all learn from Daniel. He learned that in comedy jail, and he brought it back with him. That's right. You should just leave it there. Nah, it's here with me, covered in filth now. Dirty Dan, back at it again. Dirty Dan. Who are you calling, Pinhead? (laughs) Well, alrighty then. I guess we'll get going. I will give us a quick recap, and then we will jump back into the action. So... There was a lot of stuff that happened last week. We went over all the changes your characters have been through um, over the course of the adventure, the abilities that they have gained when they leveled up. We also got to revisit their pasts, and we got a little bit more insight into our characters, maybe some of their thoughts and emotions as they prepare for the adventure ahead of them. So we will move into our adventures lives again right now they are in the midst of a month-long period of downtime which they've taken to heal both mentally and physically and this time Theo's gonna get his intelligence back so his mind is knitted back together yeah all the cuts bruises cracked bones etc are being healed by the combined works of Aegon and the old time doctor of bed rest. <laughs> and we're going to take this moment to visit our adventurers and see what they're doing with this time. So what I'm going to have each of you do is give me a D20 roll. And that is the order we will go in for you guys. Tell me what you guys have been doing for the last month. I got a 10. Solid average. I got a 12. 9. I also got a 10, so AJ and I are going to have to roll off. No. I also got a 9, so Nate and I... I've got a dark dirt. (laughs) I got a rock. 1. So yeah, so yeah. Nate and Janelle, you guys need to roll off, and then AJ and Joel need to roll off. I I wish I was facing Nate, because I got a (laughs) 2. I got a 7. Dang it. So it sounds like Daniel, me, AJ, Janelle, Nate. Correct? Yeah. We're so good at math and numbers and ordering. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So, Daniel, we will follow Gunner, besides his bed rest and maybe his just general training that he's been doing uh, while he's been leveling up. Uh, what's he been up to? And by, a mo- and by a month, I mean four weeks, so 28 days. So he's had this time. What's he up to? I think Gunner has been very uncharacteristic of himself lately. I mean, he has been doing a ton of training. Like, he, he's out there multiple hours every day. But then when he's done, normally he would probably go catch up with the others or, you know, have some kind of other interaction with the locals. I think he has been snooping around, but, like, he hasn't been really interacting with anyone. Really? Yeah, he's kind of been more of a loner in these days, just training and um, being a loner. So, and honestly, I think during this time, I, I, I gotta say, if anyone does interact with Gunner, I think he's got a bit of an attitude problem. Is it, That's different? <laughs> is that a different? Is that a different thing than what he's had lately? Is that a... <laughs> yeah thanks no but in a different way like normally gunner is like very witty and sarcastic i feel like probably like maybe they were um like gunner and somebody else perhaps fio were like walking down the hall and like gunner like bumps shoulders and he he turns around and he's like that's where you're going idiot oh it's rough so harsh yeah, and he gets to the next room and Master the Cat's just staring at him with a repro- reproachful gaze. <laughs> <laughs> he forgot she's always watching. Get out of here. <laughs> I hate you. You're not my mom. <laughs> whoa, whoa. This took a turn. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think at some point then, probably like one night, like a few weeks in, Gunner hears a knock on his door and Laszlo pokes his head in and he says, Hey, Gunner, uh, you doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing okay. What's, uh, what's up? Well, you just, look like, late. you just look like you're about to cry, so I wanted to come in and check on you. Yeah, but I'm not, so <laughs> that, that's kind of a dumb idea you had, honestly. Why would you come in and... <laughs> And um, um, check on someone if they were going to cry because they're not, and it's just it's all my fault. You're here, fucking whatever. I I don't know. Um, hey, could you like quit suffocating me or something? Laszlo looks at Gunner for a bit, and then he leans out the door and he says, "Don't worry, he's not crying." And he steps <laughs> into the room and he shuts the door behind him. <laughs> And and he looks at Gunner and he says, look, Gunner, you guys have been through a lot. And, you know, if you need someone to talk to, I'm I'm here. Well, that's very sweet of you, um, Laszlo. But I I I um, I used to have someone to talk to and 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 now they're not here anymore. So I I just don't know if I want to invest anyone in, in anyone like that again. So um I'm just not ready for that, I think. And Laszlo kind of nods his head and he says, I know exactly how you feel, Gunner. Believe me, I I do. If you change your mind, you, you know, you can you can come find me. I won't be too far from the house because I'm still hiding from everyone. 
You want me to send Fio in? No? Uh, okay. okay. No, I'm uh, I, I'm good. And I think Gunnar uh, untenses a little bit. And he says, I I appreciate what you're trying to do. I, I just need a little space. That's all. And he turns to leave. And then he looks back at Gunnar one more time. And he says, you got a good thing going here, Gunnar. Don't give up the chance to have a new family. I did. And he looks like he's going to say something else, and then he he leaves. Yeah, I think Gunnar thinks about that for a while. Did you did you ask him about this, if he's hungry? Does he want a sandwich? <laughs> yeah, it's the last thing Gunnar hears before the door finally <laughs> finishes closing. <laughs> I, got, I can just shove it under the door. Did you ask him? You didn't ask him. Why didn't you ask him? Everybody's, it's like 12 o'clock. All right. Is there anything else Gunnar is doing, or is this kind of his 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 thing? Oh no! It, uh, no, Th- this is this has basically been Gunner for like most of this month. Okay, poor guy. He'll get over it, <laughs> <laughs> or he'll bottle it up. Bottle it up. Oh yeah, gonna bottle it up. Yeah. <laughs> so now we'll move on to uh, Aegon. So Joel, mm. it's been a few days. Yeah. Um, what's Aegon? Decided to do with his time off. Aegon has one goal and one goal only for this month, Josh. And that is to get a pearl with which he can cast Identify. Oh, okay. <laughs> you could probably yes. pick that up from a shop nearby. It's like 100 gold pieces, right? Yeah, I need 100 gold Go to like a high-end shop pearl. and just drop a bunch of money on one. No, no, but, but Aegon doesn't want to do that, Josh. Aegon <laughs> wants to put in the work and find it himself. So oh. Aegon is going to is going to <laughs> to look through the oysters at the oyster market or something. Oh my god! That's right. <laughs> it's so dumb. You, okay, so I've got a dumb question. I are there such things as freshwater oysters? Yes, I, I believe so. Yeah. Okay, I don't even know why I asked that question because I just realized it's just a fantasy world. I can just do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> so yes, there there are there is a massive oyster uh like economy here oh, at Alcina so it's still it. at the edge of that massive lake. Yeah. I knew it would be. You just look okay. at that lake and you're like, there's oysters in there. So is Aegon gonna search for oysters on his own or is he gonna try to find someone else who catches them for a living? Yeah. Well Aegon definitely doesn't know anything about oysters. Other than that, they contain pearls sometimes. So I think he's going to attempt to find, you know, an old salty, but not salty because it's freshwater, oyster man to, <laughs> to go find some oysters. Okay. That's what he's going to do. All right. So why don't you give me a, hmm. I'm going to say, just give me a thing since you're, you're going to be looking, you're going to be walking around. It's not going to be a perception to find oyster shuckers mm. um, I think it's going to be a uh, charisma based check to convince them to let you help them oh okay. okay so why don't you give me a I think just a straight up general charisma check I can do that that'll be a 17 okay so he wanders around for a while he gets rejected by few but eventually he gets to the docks farther away from like the nicer part of the city, kind of getting closer to the pits, you know, the 
nastier part of the city. Mm. And he comes across a, a kindly looking old man. He's got, you know, wrinkles across his face from all his years of hard work and some like dark gray hair with some whites spattering in it. And and Aegon's able to get in with him pretty quickly. He get, shows him the ropes and says that makes a deal with him and says, well, you know, uh, if you want, I can, I'll forego paying you for your for your help and I'll let you keep any oysters you find. Well, that sounds like a wonderful uh, deal to me, sir. Yeah, I appreciate the work. After the missus died, uh, the only purpose I found in my life has been coming out here and shucking oysters. You know, I'm an oyster shucker. It's what I do from do for a living. And you know, when my kids died, I lost all my my employees. Oh, so, now, no. so now it's just me. And then oh. then my my pet clam died. And oh jeez. And then my house burned down. Some guy lit on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Muscles clips in gets revenge. Oh no. <laughs> okay. The other thing I was gonna ask is if um if it was a family business. Like if his mom had done it before. Uh no, his his grandfather did though. His father was a boatsman. Okay, so he he, he never had a mother shucker, is what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if shucker is the correct term for someone who cracks open oysters. I'm probably wrong. I'm not a seaman, Daniel. I don't know these things. I'll leave it alone. I'll go back to comedy jail. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, So, Aegon, while you're working the oysters, hmm. I'm going to have to have you give me three nature checks over the course of the, the month. Oh, boy. I'm good at nature. So I can, do you just want me to go now? Yeah, just, get, just give me three of them. And those three will, of them. Actually, yeah. Uh, the first one is an 18. Okay. I'm sorry, that was a 19. Okay. The second one is a 25. Holy crap. Oh, wow. Uh, that was a natural 20. Oh, holy and crap. And the third one is uh, an 11. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, and actually, how how about you give me one more too for the fourth week? Oh yeah, let's go. Uh, that one is a fifteen. Okay. So Aegon it helps the this guy with the freshwater lake oyster shucking, and in the first week, he finds some pearls. He finds about fifty gold pieces of smaller pearls. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, uh, true to his word, the man lets you keep keep them. And then the next week after that, you find your 100 gold piece pearl, a beautiful shining pearl straight from a, the tiniest oyster in the batch. Oh, the biggest pearl. Wow. Looks can be deceiving, and right? He seems kindly. He just, he just watches you take the pearl. He's like, oh, that's a big one there, isn't it? And then the next week, you don't find any oysters. And then you find another, like, collection of 50 gold piece oysters in the last week. I mean, I presume Aegon probably helped him for the rest of the month. Unless oh, yeah. he cuts it off as soon as he <laughs> yeah, finds he the big one. He just ditches this stupid old man. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Lost his family, his clam. Aegon will continue helping. So yeah, so you're so you have your 100 gold piece pearl and 100 gold pieces worth of smaller pearls, just oh. like a collection of them. 
wow. that you can keep or do whatever you want with them. Well, thank you, Sonny, for all all your work this month. I really appreciate it. Oh, no, thank you, sir. I've learned so much from you over the past four weeks. I don't, I don't know what I would have done without you. I gotta say, your technique has improved as well. Like you're, you're gonna be faster than me with my arthritis. Well, I'm sure that uh, you have a lot more skill than me, though, sir. Ah, well, skills only as good as the hands that wield it. <laughs> and by that, I mean physically. I don't mean like metaphorically. I mean my hands suck. <laughs> <laughs> But I appreciate the help. Oh, yes, it's, it's been a, a good month, sir, and I hope to see you again. I hope so, too, if I don't die in my sleep tonight. <laughs> oh, gosh. God. No, I, I believe that you'll continue living for many years to come. He just kind of looks at Aegon and he says, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So Aegon is able to help this poor, sad oyster oyster fisher uh, with his oysters and he walks away with some extra money and this oyster they can use for a spell so mission accomplished yay so is there anything else you wanted to do no that's it okay <laughs> I just wanted to curl yeah you, you didn't want the components needed for the spell revivify uh nah I don't think I need another one any. I, I've been thinking about it I've been thinking about it I don't think I need another you don't need to buy any more diamonds? Nah, I don't need any more diamonds. We're good. Oh, my God. All righty, then. I believe in my party. So then we'll move on to Fio. Hey, hey. So what's Fio been doing with his time off? Well, it's been kind of tricky because, you know, he's helping 2-0 train. He's kind of training with Fez. He's he's trying to reach out to Gunner because, you know, two of them, best friends. But he's been aloof, as he stated, and it's been kind of hard. So he's been kind of stress-eating a little bit, you know, midnight snacks here and there. And uh, I think he's just kind of a little frustrated, and he's just kind of walking around town. I think he's not necessarily looking for trouble, but I think he's trying to look for something to do. And I think he gets roped into a pit fight. And I'm, I'm uh, referencing Xanthar's guide with the uh, pit fighting rules. But I, I know that in general, pit fighting is illegal in this city. But is there like a kind of like knuckle brawler kind of thing where it's not like a fight to the death kind of scenario? Yeah, Josh? like he's he if he makes his way to the to the pits to kind of like the nastier part of the city, um, there are probably some like there's some smaller underground fight clubs. Like, you know, he goes searching. He walks past Aegon, who's just cracking open oysters and looking inside them and he's like yeah I don't want to do that and just goes on that's gross gross. and he's able to like go to a few like uh, divey looking bars and he he finds a a little underground fight club cool he definitely doesn't talk about it though he keeps it to himself you know that's one of the first rules whenever you go somewhere like this and then what's the second rule well, we don't want to talk about that rule either. That's it's it's a secret one. We haven't got Make to. Make sure yet. you're not fighting yourself. <laughs> that happens more than you think. Honestly, <laughs> it, it, sometimes there's like a mirror in there, and and you think it's another person. And you feels, freak out. And feels just a bird, so he attacks his own reflection. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you look at me? He's his own worst enemy, you know. And and sometimes he just lashes out. Okay, so if Theo um, is able to get into this like underground fight club and 
he gets soundly beaten in his first fight. No. But he gets he gets picked up by this small, rough-looking goblin coach who really? puts him through a training montage that lasts for an entire week. <laughs> <laughs> if we had the rights to it, I'd play I'd play Eye of the Tiger in the background for your montage. And he just gets Theo into fighting shape. <sighs> no more jelly donuts. All right, so now, since Theo's gotten some training, um, we're going to go by the pit fighting rules in Xanathar's guide. So basically, you will have to give me three skill checks using either your athletic skill, your acrobatic skill, or maybe a special constitution check. And you'll be making these rolls against some randomly determined DCs, which I will generate by rolling two D10s and adding a five. So... That way you can't accuse me of stacking the fights against you. <laughs> okay, okay. So we'll go into your first fight. It's uh, just in this like really, really tiny bar in the basement. They just have some space cleared out. And there's uh, just a ring of people watching you go at it. So what kind of check are you going to make? Uh, definitely strength. That's his uh, strong suit. So he'll go with athletics. So your coach wraps some cloth around your hands so you don't bruise your fists. And Theo just goes into a, like, a fight. Like a bare knuckles fist fight against this relatively strong looking human man with a handlebar mustache and a very tough look to him. I, uh, I want to I wanna do a thing too because he gained a new rage uh, slot. So he's got four now. And I want to think he's like really working on his endurance. So I, I want to have him do that kind of a spectacle kind of thing. Like before they even go towards each other, he gets he just bonus action into a rage. So that way he doesn't actually hurt anybody around him but he like really makes a show of it and and then goes in for a fight so that we can get advantage on his athletics mm-hmm. checks <laughs> okay so now your does your fire aura flare up because that's probably gonna end the fight immediately if you do that oh does it really well just real quick one he's not gonna do it during the fight but it's like a okay, just like a showboating it. it's more like a showboating thing like a wwe situation if Theo does this, he's going to scare everybody out of the building. Because remember, people aren't exposed to as much oh, magic as that's you think right. they are. That's right. Never mind. So, like, so you can't do that. People freak out if Theo just comes in and... <laughs> it just burns the place down. Oh, yeah. And if he doesn't carefully, he could like, touch the railing and just the rope catches on fire. Yeah, I mean, just in case you didn't know, these buildings are I mostly forgot. wood in this part of town. I totally forgot about that. No, that's right. Yeah, though, he probably wouldn't do that. He's be- he's more conscious. So, so Theo, Theo probably did it when he was training with his, his goblin coach. And his coach was like, no, no, don't, not like that. Stop it. Well, Mike, you don't like it? Well, is, is no, Mike? That, first of all, my name's not Mike. What is Second it? of all. What is your name? T- tell me your name. We've been trained for like a week. You never told me your name. I assumed it was Mike. My name isn't important. <laughs> I'd, have to, I'd have to kill you if, if I told you. I'm, I'm a wanted man. Anyway. Okay, Mike. Okay. Burn. No magic in these fights. People look down on that. Oh, well, shoot. Dang. That was like my whole thing. Crap. I guess I'll just have to try, huh? Yeah. I, that's why I trained you. Don't make. Don't let it go to waste. So with this memory fresh in his mind, Theo quells his rage <laughs> and charges forward into this fight. Whoops. All right, here we go. And uh, real quick, Josh, you can cut this out. But uh, just uh, as I remember, so it says I make three checks. So it's strengths, dex, and a special con check. 
and it's it's uh it's the the con check is like a bonus die, basically, that goes against the DC. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, when I read it, I thought it said or. So no, yeah, okay. So these are special. the three checks you make then. Yeah. Well, let's see. You can replace them with a uh, an attack roll, but this is like pit fighting, so it's fists. So well, actually, yeah, it still be an attack with your fists. Right. Well, it would just be another strength attack, basically, instead of a dexterity. That's what it was. Okay, so you just want to use the dexterity instead of... So you want to use your fist attack instead of your dexterity for one of these? Yeah, so basically just okay. be rolling in athletics, which would add my proficiency, and then just a straight just attack. Okay, so yeah, for this first fight, we'll do your, your athletics check. So I've rolled to generate the DC. That's why he's a strong human man. Gotcha, yeah. Here we go. Cool, cool, cool. Not fantastic, but not the worst. Also, oh, not 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 to interrupt, but well, go ahead. to interrupt. This is the first time you've done it, so go ahead if you got something better. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say here. Um, I just want to make sure you knew if you're making a attack roll with your fist, it would be the exact same roll that you would make for your axe. So you would still add your proficiency yeah. bonus. Oh. Yeah, because uh, all characters are automatically proficient with their fists. Oh, yeah, I always forget that one. That's a good point. Just trying to help. No, that's good. That's good. That's good. Okay, so where was that? That was your athletic, so your athletics check. Oh, right, right, right. There we go. I did the bonus day. Uh, not, like I said, not fantastic, but not the worst. I got a 15 out of that. Okay, so your first bout with this guy ends with him ducking under your first blow and just he lands an uppercut oh, no. and then a kick to the chest and Theo gets knocked to the ground. Ah, he gets up geez. quickly for the second round of the fight. So now you're going to give me that uh, attack roll instead of the dexterity. Okay. Here we go. Oh, that's much better. That's much better. That is a 22. Okay, that is more than enough. The man runs forward. He looks overconfident. Theo just steps over him elbows him in the back and sends him sprawling into a wooden support beam. Now, <laughs> this guy, now this guy gets up. He's red in the face and he comes swinging at Theo for your third check. This is your constitution check. Um, and the bonus, according to this, says the bonus is equal to the roll of your largest hit die. Oh, cool. Okay, so you yeah. get to roll one of your hit dice. In this case, one of your D12s. Woo! And you get a bonus to your constitution check equal to that. Okay, here we go. Oh, cool. I got an eight. Got an eight on that. Okay, so now make a constitution check. Are you proficient in constitution as a barbarian? I forget. Yes. Okay, so yeah, you're probably going to roll really, really high on this. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. I rolled a nat one. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) You've doomed yourself. You fool. Well, I mean, the the total is 16, which is pretty good, but... Hey, dude, that matches, one, that matches the DC I rolled. Are you serious? Oh, my I God. I am. <laughs> so you guys are both fighting and stumbling towards each other, completely exhausted, and you guys are both, like, you, you get into a scuffle, you separate, you're both almost crawling on the ground, and the guy eventually just can't get up, and Theo wins by default because yeah. he's able to pull himself to a standing position. Woo! Bare minimum, baby! 
So with all those bets, Fio is able to win 100 gold pieces. Hot diggity. All right. That was very successful. It's a pretty good two weeks, huh? Yeah, not too bad. And he looks into the crowd and he sees his goblin coach give him a, an approving nod before he fades back into the crowd and disappears from Theo's <laughs> life forever. I did it, Mick! <laughs> or shoot, I can't say that. I did it, Mike! I did it, Mike! I did it! I did it for you! My name's not Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the way he acts, he kind of reminds me of a mind goblin. A what? You know, a mind goblin. What's what's a what's a mind goblin? <laughs> <laughs> You've activated my trap card. <laughs> uh, yeah, Daniel, what? What is it? What is it? Yeah, tell mind. <laughs> mind goblin is dead. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's terrible. All right, so. I can't breathe. Theo does well in the fight club, and I presume that he spends the rest of his time kind of like reflecting on his time there and how he can improve his fighting technique, etc. So now we'll move on to Vez. How's Vez been handling all this free time while the rest of her party members relax or take out their frustrations? She's been trying very hard to keep herself as busy as changelingly possible since she's not a human um i don't know <laughs> good good one janelle yeah Way to I go. i'll join you in joke jail but it's fine <laughs> um so she wants to do a couple of things here the first i mean she is going to be training whenever she can get somebody to train with her so feel when he's around and then he just like up and disappears for two weeks so she's like okay well that sucks. And she tries to bother Gunner multiple times with very little success, it sounds like. Every time she walks be... in, Gunner's just crying and eating donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll I don't back. hate myself. I just want to be happy again. Best get out of here. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, maybe another time. Um, no, not another time. I'm not well. Get out. Okay. Fucking get out, okay? Uh, okay, okay, I'm going. God! She slams the door. Okay, so never mind, not him. So she'll go train by herself or with two O's since with again, Fio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she gets a lot of that. She also pokes at uh, Aegon when he's not uh, trying to find pearls or Jasper. She can tr- attempt to get him to do something or she'll poke him too hard and he'll fall over because she did too much damage but you know (laughs) (laughs) it'll be extremely difficult to patch my entire chest cavity hole open again (laughs) I okay you're right no more training with you force damage very bad Fergus hey you want to go train you want to go learn to be an adventurer big tough guy (laughs) oh boy I'd love that okay put him up are you ready uh, this is gonna hurt no, I, go? I, I I can take it, Vez. Oh, okay, no. and oh, she'll no. <laughs> she'll release her arms, and I'm about positive that just knocks him flat on his butt. <laughs> you know what? Maybe you stick to the books. You stick to the no, books. No, it's okay. I cast Mage Armor on myself, Vez. That didn't hurt 
as bad as it looked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. Anyways, another question for you. How would you suggest one gets into the library of the, the school? The really big one, where they have all the fancy books. How does one get in there? Um, well, normally they only let mages in um, to the academy library. There's like a, a general library that um, other people can get into. But um, it depends. I mean, honestly, Vez, you could get anywhere. Just make yourself like look like someone who's supposed to be there. Just give them that mean look you like to give people, and it'll scare them into submission. You make an excellent point, actually. Like, honestly, like, you know, I... I mean, not to be mean, but you can be a real bitch sometimes, and <laughs> that that really goes well with some of, like, the upper-class people here, and, like, if you mm -hmm. just give off that vibe and that attitude, yeah. no one's going to question you, and they're just going to let you in, and then you can do whatever you want, as long as you're rude to people periodically, which, you know, you're pretty good at, so right. I think you'll... And she just smacks him in the face with one of her uh, astral fists and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> My nose! <laughs> Excellent, yes. Uh, great advice. And he sees her shift into Halita because oh, she's very familiar no. with her. Yep, and she knows she's supposed to be in the Mage College. I have some research that I need to go do, and she wants to work on this quest that's been hanging out forever. <laughs> yeah, which quest is that, Janelle? Uh, investigate Anita Kalnish in Alcina's library, but she thinks that the fancy library with more books is going to be better, going to have more answers. It's going to be way better than Lady yeah. Hecate's private library, yes, because this, mm -hmm. is, this is like a big one. Yeah, and she figures this is where more of the money is probably dumped, and it's a school, and you know, so. Pay for those research articles. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, no, the school pays for the research articles. This is how she gets past the paywall. She's just going to fake her way in. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, you're going to be doing the research downtime activity from um, Xanathar's guide. And since you're just sneaking in, I'm not going to charge you that 50 gold pieces that needs to be spent on materials, bribes, gifts, etc. But when you're making your intelligence checks to research this place, um, you can get a bonus if you spend extra gold pieces to like get help from other people to help you with your research okay basically you can get a plus one bonus for every this says 100 gold pieces I'm gonna cut that down to every 10 gold pieces <laughs> yeah she's paying for a tutor essentially I was gonna say uh, so, cause like gold basically gold's obviously way more rare in this campaign than in most campaigns so I'm cutting it down to just every 10 gold pieces Okay, so she's and, going well, to... And it says here, uh, if you have access to a particularly well-stocked library, you gain advantage on this check. So you can actually get away without spending gold if you want to, and you can just get advantage. I'll do that. So she'll spend as much time as she needs to get the answer she needs, but she's not going to like hang around here because she really enjoys it. <laughs> she's on a mission. Okay. So how many checks am I? Um, let me see. I think it's just one intelligence check. Okay. <laughs> let me see. Okay, every week you do this, it's an intelligence check. So if you want to do it for four weeks, you can make four intelligence checks if she's spending all of her time doing this. Not all of it, but 
probably several hours. Like I said, it's whatever you you think it will take to find the answer she needs. Well, okay, so what exactly is she looking for? That's going to help me determine what information I give you. Um, well, she, they, let's see, they had... They f- like the, the information you guys know right now just from your book is that there's a legend about this hero named Anita, and she had a vast treasure store that was left behind somewhere and forgotten. And you know it's in this valley somewhere. That's what the legend says. But that's all you know. Everything else in the book you have is just like flowery descriptions and stories about stuff you really don't care about. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's even a section in the book that goes over the accounting details, and you don't know why they put it in there. But <laughs> So maybe we'll just see how well she does on her intelligence checks, and you can figure out uh, if she needs to do it all four weeks or... Okay, that sounds like a good idea. Let's do it. Okay, so first, first time. Okay, the first one. That was an 11, so I don't get any bonuses. <laughs> hmm. That was a 15. So your first one was a 15? Yes. Okay, so with that, you're able to learn two pieces of lore. So, like, she's just pouring over the books just spends like an entire week just going over everything and she's like cross-referencing this story that she sees or a reference to Anita in another story and the two pieces of information that she is able to glean are that Anita was born and raised and then later returned to live in the northern end of the valley so like the opposite end of the valley that you guys initially approached from And then the second piece of lore that you find a few references to in a few different stories is that Anita was also known to have slain a dragon that had lived in the valley hundreds of years ago. Okay. So probably not enough to figure out where the treasure is. But those are two important pieces of information. So you can expand on those. And the next lore pieces I give you will be a little bit more. Okay. So, Assuming you can get the extra pieces of lore. Yeah. Rolling again? Yep. That's a 13. That's a that's gonna be 13. <laughs> okay. So she goes a little bit longer and she's able to find another story. It gives the name of the town that she lived in as a town called Twice Frozen Over. Very long name. The people named it that because of the harsh winters of the time. And then, ironically, after that point, they did not have any terrible winters. So they were just stuck with the town name. (laughs) And according to the records, the town no longer exists. But like, well, like no one lives there, but you're able to pinpoint where it was and like where the ruins are. So she knows where the town is. Ooh, that's a nine with advantage, yeah. I mean, you still get one piece of lore for that. So you're also able to put together that this town was abandoned shortly after Anita performed her last heroic deed, which was the slaying of the dragon. Very close to that town. Okay, and I guess we'll try one more week. 
Yeah, I think I think by the time she's getting into this last week, people are trying to talk to her because they think she's Halita. And then at one point she has to hide because she actually sees Halita like coming to the library to do some research. So she has to like hide in a corner for an entire three hours. Maybe that's why she got the nine. Yes, that makes sense. <laughs> Did not get nearly as much study time. So this next one was a 16 and oh, a 19. There we go. Yeah, wow. Okay. So you get two pieces of lore for that. And that's more than you need. So I'll just make sure that it's clarified exactly. So you know that Anita was given a heroic burial there that not a whole lot of people know about. Because again, remember, this is all cross-referencing. Like, there Mm -hmm. is no one book that has all this information. So Vez is finally able to put together that Anita was given a hero's burial in a specially prepared tomb kind of up into the mountains at the edge of the valley and that the treasure that was buried with her was the treasure that was stolen from the slain dragon. Oh. And she knows where this tomb is. Success. (laughs) So she's able to pinpoint the location of Anita's tomb and she knows where to take the party when they go on that adventure. Nice. And that she has a fabled dragon's treasure buried with her. Okay. That sounds great. Heck of a research detail. Yeah, she may just write her own books, and she's after obviously after the uh, treasure has been claimed. But well, yeah, um, naturally, naturally. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think at some point uh, she's gonna get like a letter, like Halita's gonna get a letter from the headmaster saying, "Hey, I noticed you were looking into this legend." She's gonna be like, "What?" <laughs> like a lot of books. Like I think you've looked at almost every book the entire library contains that even mentions her name. <laughs> So yeah, Vez is able to get all that information. So she's able to pack up, slip out of the city, and get home with like pre- pretty much almost her own book worth of notes. Nice. About everything. Cool. I think the only other thing, she, if she has any time, she'll just bother Laszlo about whatever random business ideas she has for their vineyard slash things she overheard the like college kids talking about that they wish the town had but the town doesn't have so she's like just straight up stealing their ideas to go tell Laszlo about them to see (laughs) if he thinks that we could do that in the uh, (laughs) with the vineyard alright I'm sure Laszlo's happy to talk about that so then finally we will move on to Jasper so Nate what has Jasper been up to these four weeks these 28 days while his other party members go go about their own business. Jasper is simply just trying to look up more information on mind transferring. Okay, so like mind transference. So is he going to do the exact same thing Vez just did? Yes. Okay, so <laughs> how about this? Instead of going through the entire process, um, I think I'm just going to straight up just have you make four intelligence rolls with advantage because you have... Well, actually, no. You don't have access to that library because you can't disguise yourself as a student. I can use my ring to change alter self. (gasps) Never mind. Yes, you can. Yes, you can also forego that 50 gold piece cost (laughs) to get going. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. I think think at some point uh, Jasper sees... Vez, uh, sees Halita studying and probably knows it's Vez, but he doesn't say anything because he doesn't want to embarrass her. Yeah, no, I transfer as Halita and say, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and then I leave. 
At some point, there are three Halitas in that library. <laughs> and some poor student gets really confused and thinks it's some magical experiment gone wrong. So, all right. So, Nate, so since you're doing this as well, why don't you give me your first intelligence check? All right, 23. 23. That is, you get three pieces of lore from that. So what exactly is, I forgot to ask this at the beginning, what exactly is Jasper looking for? What kind of info does he want? How to transfer it back to another body is number one. Okay. Man, you're making me think, Nate. You're making me pull stuff out of my ass here. <laughs> I'll give you a hit. They're Yucky. all going to be related to Priscilla, so you can just go from there. Or maybe I'll just make it easier. How do I bring her back? <laughs> Spoilers. So I'll make it easy on you, Nate. Jasper does his research, and he is able to determine with just his first week of studying that the amulet that he has with him is so far the only documented artifact with the power to transfer minds. And the only other references he's able to find to things that are able to do that reference very obscure volumes that are in the restricted section of the library. All right, I need a cloak of invisibility. <laughs> Does Jasper think he could sneak into the restricted area? Um, he could try, but I think he... So Jasper is able to like get close to the restricted section. You know, he can see all the magical defenses. He can see how they have it locked off to keep people who shouldn't be getting access to forbidden knowledge from... Well, getting access to forbidden knowledge. Most of us have seen Doctor Strange. We know how that ends. <laughs> but he's he's able to think about it, and he thinks that if he's able to get allies at the Academy, if he's able to befriend some very high-level people there, they'll be able to get him access to the books he wants. Because right now he knows he is unique, and there are not a whole lot of works detailing it and the only ones that are are just outside of his reach if only a new mage hand so i could just carry the book out of the restricted area and then read it oh no i'm i wonder if they've made protections against that oh <laughs> no bastard so i think so it only takes a week for jasper to come to these conclusions then he's going to spend the next week th reading up about the elves okay all right, that's a 12. Okay, so you get one piece of lore regarding the elves. If it's about the elves, I'd like to know how they got here to begin with and why are they, like, age shrinking. Okay, in time. so you're reading up on the wasting, which is the sickness of the elves that causes each generation to live a shorter life than the generation before. And you know that the elves crossed over into Hemeril from their own world called the Fairy Court about a thousand years ago. And when they did so, they realized that the magical energies of their world were what were keeping them immortal, basically. So when they came over into Hemeril, they no longer had this magical sustenance. So the world is like this world is literally stealing their innate magical energy and it's keeping them from living longer. And their ancestors basically fled back to the fairy court and left them alone. 
And the only comfort the elves have are the two deities that came over to Hemeril to be with them. And those deities are Lady Mist, one of the sovereign of Hemeril, one of the major gods, and then a powerful uh, lesser deity, a dominion called the Huntsman, who is actually uh, responsible for creating shifters. So that's where Gunnar got his powers from that god. And you know through reading that Deer Himmins is not the only location where elves crossed over into this world. But most of them are really far north in Utorn. Honestly, that's probably more than one piece of information, but you can tell I was really excited to talk about it. So <laughs> that's a freebie, Nate. Yay. One of us has to do research on them. Fair. It's All fair. right. Jasper is going to be interested to figure out oogly boogly tentacle face guys are. <laughs> okay. Because he doesn't even know what they are. Hey, that's my okay. way of describing them. That's pretty good. All right, 19. Okay. So that would be two pieces of lore. I will condense it down to one because this is not something Jasper would actually be able to find out about. But he's pouring over tomes. He's reading through things. And the only thing he can find is a name. These things that he saw are not documented as any sort of magical creature. They're not demons. They're not celestial beings. Whatever they are, there's very barely any documentation except for a short blurb from a journal where a mage documents his growing insanity after encountering creatures that match this description. And he refers to them as mind flayers, feasters from afar, oh boy. and the scourge of the natural world. Okay, so I will tell everyone about the oogly-boogly tentacle faces that are <laughs> called mind flayers. Holy crud. It's really them? Oh, jeez. And then the last thing I will do, which I doubt I'll find anything about, but might as well shoot in the dark, the worms, if there's anything on them, like even what they could possibly be in any capacity. Okay, yeah, give me give me your last check. 23. Yep, you have no idea what the fuck they are. You can't find anything. Oh my yep, god. figured. All right. Oh my god. That's about how I thought it would go, okay. That's awesome. Jasper's oh, like, worm, 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 worm. And then he's like, fuck, why couldn't I get one of them? Worm, 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 worm. I wanted one. <laughs> Bastards. I wanted to be able to read people's emotions without casting a shit ton of Worm, worm, worm. And then Jasper just spends the rest of the time being salty and then scaring Vez every now and then by pretending to be Alita as if he caught her. <laughs> oh, my God. That's beautiful. She won't take it sitting down, though. I think it probably becomes a game, so whoever finds the other person first. And I think probably at one time, one of them does actually find oh, no. the real Halita, <laughs> and they have to figure out how to... <laughs> okay, so now that we're um, done with your guys's uh, downtime activities, uh, I wanted to bring up something that I forgot to do last week. We never rolled for your guys' hit points. Oh, yeah, we need those. Which I'm I... surprised I'm surprised you didn't say anything about it, AJ, because you're usually very excited. So Yep, I definitely didn't say anything whatsoever. You definitely didn't you definitely didn't remind me before we started recording, and I definitely didn't forget until now. So That's all audience, me. you heard right. it here. That is that is not how it happened. I remembered. <laughs> and I also did not mention that I wanted to roll my natural one again. 
Oh my god. Yeah, so AJ, why don't you go first? Here we go. Got my roll D12. for roll for the hit point you get. My what my hit point? <laughs> yeah, I get yes, one. your hit point. <laughs> hey, that's my line. I got a I got a nine. Woo! Okay, so a nine plus your constitution, that's actually two better than the standard. Let's go. You can't say that. That's my So thing. then Nate. Yeah, don't fight. All right, all right. Fight me for it. All right, all right. All right, so Nate, what does Jasper get? Oh, no, I rolled a four. Yes, Jasper got the standard for a wizard. So that's four plus your con. I wanted lower. Those are your hit hit points. points. I'm so proud of you, Nate. You can take maybe two hits now. Somewhat moderately tanky. I'm annoyed. And so then one more thing for you guys. Um... Normally, we'd visit the Shop Between Worlds, but I think we're going to push that into another episode. But that'll be nice and short, so dear listener, do not worry. We will be getting back to this adventure very shortly. Um, but I think we will. this episode's going long. We'll do that another time. But we'll give you the next best thing. Daniel wants to talk accounting. <laughs> yep, that's right. Well, uh, I've been keeping tabs on what we gained through all the last couple dungeons, and we hadn't divvied any of it up uh, in a while. So, there's a chance. So, between the 500 antique coins we found uh, and the 15, well, 500 antique coins worth two silver pieces each, 250 antique coins worth two gold pieces each, 15 gems each worth 50 gold pieces. Oh boy, he's really taking uh, his job serious. 10 odes couple of uh two dried potions uh we already divvied out the magic items so the throwing axe the ruby ring uh the magical short sword and then we have three spell scrolls to divvy out but i mean we can do that at a later date for right now i guess gunner will hang on to them or somebody will we have two scrolls of earthbind and one of summon fey and we have an empty spell scroll so we also later found a little bit more treasure bunch of coins and then the three gold rings worth 25 gold pieces each so all that comes out to da, 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 da. this is not each this is total 10 odes 75 copper pieces 1050 silver pieces Ooh. and 1625 gold pieces oh holy crap we've been hoarding a lot of treasure lately huh yeah yeah and just to give again to let remind the audience about what my equivalent exchange is. With each gold piece being about a hundred dollars in our our currency, that is like a hundred thousand dollars just in gold coins. There blows my Pretty good. mind. Oh my god! So what what we each get? You may want you may want to take this down. By may, I mean you should. We each get two odes, fifteen copper pieces. 210 silver pieces and 325 gold pieces. That's divided by five. I'm assuming uh, I'm assuming that uh, uh, Fio and Tuo share. They better. <laughs> well, I've just been doubling all that stuff for Tuo this entire Should I not have done that for Tuo? <laughs> yeah. I also Kill hand you. the ode I owe Aegon back to him. Oh, boy. Oh, nice. Oh, thank you, Jasper. And I, he's probably going to take it back as soon as we get back to the shop between worlds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, alrighty, Daniel, thanks for doing that. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I think our adventurers wrap up their their downtime. Uh, they're all feeling relaxed, healed up, and I think they're ready to charge back out on another adventure. Yay! Woohoo! Oh. <coughs> Sorry, I coughed. I was trying to yell. <laughs> I coughed. Ooh. hope you enjoyed this episode if you did share it and our other episodes with your friends family and co-workers your boss if you're daring visit our website to find your copy of a DD quick starter guide and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description there we discuss episodes dungeons and dragons and stem topics that we all love thanks again for listening we can't wait to see you here at applied dungeoneering some of the background music in this episode is from Monument Studios. Check out their other music at monumentstudios.net.